0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now.
2: Welcome to Multi-Level Mormon Missionary. Hi everyone, welcome back to the channel. As with the last one of these broadcasts about the missionary discussion, Sister PD is joining me this evening. How are you doing, Sister PD? Uh,
0: I don't know whether to say I'm glad to be back or not. I don't know whether it's because um, you want someone a little less knowledgeable than you or whether this is just what classes as a date night nowadays.
2: No, yeah, it's definitely a date night. Think yourself lucky. Um, Fantastic. So the last one of these videos, you guys absolutely knocked it out of the park. 3.6k views which sister pd cannot believe but I think it was just your kind of magnetism pulling people in
0: either that or it's, the, it's just that people can laugh at us as a couple instead of you on your own
2: yeah awesome right then let's get into it all killer no filler today we're going to be looking at the second discussion um which is knocking around here somewhere this wonderful um little pamphlet that the missionaries have been using since 1986 Um, let's see what it's all about so the second discussion goes through uh, it's about Jesus Christ but it never actually tells you much about Jesus Christ it just tells you what Jesus can do for you and then how you can join the church but I'd have thought A lesson about Jesus Christ would tell you something about maybe the life and times of Jesus Christ, the example of Jesus Christ that isn't joining the church, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, you would think that perhaps there'd be some things that you would get to know about him as a person.
2: Yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) But let's let's see what they got. Um, before we move on. So we're we're gonna go through uh salvation from physical death, salvation from sin, and and then faith repentance baptism the gift of the holy ghost and enduring to the end or obedience but we've heard them somewhere before sister pd back to your primary days do we have an article of faith that jibes with this lesson trigger warning everyone
0: yes there is an article of faith that i would have been teaching the children in primary that would be the fourth article of faith and that would be put in a song version a card version a game version yeah, with the four points to remember what is it you need me to read it
2: well just tell us briefly
0: that's not going to happen is it um it is that we believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are if you're in primary you've got to count pd first faith in the lord jesus christ second repentance third baptism by immersion for the remission of sins and fourth laying on of hands for the gift of the holy ghost
2: okay so that basically gives us a baseline for how basic this lesson is it jives with one of the articles of faith which are the key tenets for mormonism okay um on the last video as we move on we got over 250 likes we want to get 200 again on this one uh you can help with everything really by liking the video commenting uh, on the video and watching it all the way to the end if possible and the algorithm will eat that up. So what we're doing with these lessons is we're not just looking at the 1986 versions, we're comparing them with today's Preach My Gospel.
0: And just remind us PD, when did Preach My Gospel take over? That was part way through your mission?
2: Yeah, it was around 2004.
0: Okay.
2: So we've we've had, yeah, there was about 20 years of, this just this set of lessons and there's been almost 20 years of preach my gospel now yeah that's so, interesting uh but with this being the second lesson something that always used to bother me was that this came after joseph smith that the jesus christ lesson always came behind joseph smith and the restoration and the book of mormon it was just you know an addition um on the end but looking at preach my gospel today we can see that it's dropped even further down the list. The Jesus Christ lesson is now lesson number three behind the plan of salvation and Joseph Smith. So he's, he's dropping down the pecking order um, dramatically there.
0: Yeah. Something must be wrong with his algorithm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in the chat, we've got a poll today and the poll is, did you, when you were at church, did you learn more about the life and times of Jesus or Joseph Smith? I know which I would go with, but if you want to just uh, give us a click on the poll, we'll look at that towards the end. Doug Vincent, you're amazing. Thank you um, very much. That will, uh, yeah, help us get a, a better mic stand for Sister PD. Um, so let's get into it. So with all of these Uh, books there's a little instruction page at the beginning that gives basic instructions to the missionaries it's here on the right hand side uh, where my funny cursor is and it gives a doctrinal overview and this is where things already become a little bit confused two major obstacles stand in the way of our becoming more like our heavenly father physical death and sin and then it speaks about Jesus overcoming those. But the the bit that confused me slightly reading it back was more like our heavenly father. To an investigator who may not be Christian, um, like did they even think that they could become like our heavenly father? It's like the Mormon missionaries have just knocked your door down and they've come in with uh, you know the big guns and being like, hey, you can become like God if you join us
0: how much of discussion one were we learning about heavenly father really if if this is what we're getting into now you can become more like our heavenly father for somebody who's not learned about heavenly father before is this the first time remind me of discussion one did we talk about our heavenly father in discussion one
2: discussion one, we spoke about heavenly father having a body um and then we spoke about lectures on faith and the fact that joseph smith said at one point that he didn't have a body and then later on he said he did have a body um but here in preach my gospel um on the left this is from today's preach my gospel um god is the father of our spirits we are literally his children and he loves us we live as spirit children of our father in heaven before we were born on this earth. We are not, however, like our heavenly father, nor could we ever be like him and enjoy all the blessings that he enjoys without the experience of living in mortality with a physical body. Now, if if you read that to an investigator, I would ask the question, are you telling me that God did what we're doing now and that we can become like him?
0: Yes, I think that was certainly my understanding.
2: Yeah, but to an investigator, isn't that just weird?
0: Yeah. I know what you're saying, that it kind of seems second nature to us because of all this becoming like him and that he has gone through what we have gone through. But you might be right for other people, perhaps that haven't been born into it. You're the first people they're meeting that are talking about God to them. Yeah, that
2: he once was as we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see, uh, let's see what the brethren had to say about this. So, um, as became popular maybe a year ago, um, the LDS newsroom has some FAQs, some frequently asked questions. Number 11 was, do Latter-day Saints believe they can become gods? Latter-day Saints believe that is, uh, that is God's purpose to exalt us to become like him but this teaching is often misrepresented by those who caricature the faith the latter-day saint belief is no different than the biblical teaching which states the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if god then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together Um, and then there's Question 12, where we find out we don't get a planet anymore.
0: Let me ask you a question first. Go on. When you were 19 and serving your mission, you had your understanding based on what you had been taught to pass on to these investigators. But if any of the investigators were of the mindset that they would have asked you, does that mean I will become a God? At 19, sat in their living room with your companion what would you have answered to that question?
2: I just said, yeah.
0: It means that you can become a God just as he is.
2: Yeah. And you'll see why on this next slide. Okay. Okay. So they're speaking about misrepresentations and I thought I'd just get a couple of these caricatures or representations because i don't think they're misrepresentations i think they're just gilding the lily there and trying to kind of not seem quite as weird
0: yeah i put you off question 12.
2: oh it just says we don't get a planet (laughs) it's just you know just that that throwaway thing so as man is now god once was as god is now man may be that's lorenzo snow 1840. Um, More recent, the stick of Bruce. In the words of LDS Apostle Bruce McConkie, thus, those who gain eternal life receive exaltation. They are gods. So that seems seems pretty clear. But then, Joseph Smith, let's see what he had to say about it. Uh, The prophet Joseph taught the doctrine publicly in a funeral sermon for Elder King Follett. The King Follett sermon is fantastic because it gives such a great theological grounding for what joseph smith actually believed um, later in his life rather than the small bits and pieces that the church puts together now Um, but he said god himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man and sits enthroned in yonder heavens it is the first principle of the gospel to know for a certainty the character of God and to know that we may converse with him as one man converses with another and that he was once a man like us, yea, that God himself, the father of us all dwelt on an earth, the same as Jesus Christ himself did. So I think that's pretty clear. I think all of this goes behind that tiny little, um, I guess thing that they put in there to say, we can become more like God or in preach my gospel today, we can become like God.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, but, but what you hear me, I don't want to badger the point, but obviously it still frustrates me that from a female point of view, we, it's very much focused on becoming like God, isn't it? But what, what will that mean for the mothers and the sisters?
2: Oh, they don't talk about what you're going to do in the next life. Don't be silly yeah okay president inkley was asked about this and it's a famous quote from 1997 from time magazine on whether his church still holds that god the father was once a man he sounded uncertain this is what he said i don't know that we teach it i don't know that we emphasize it i understand the philosophical background behind it but I don't know a lot about it and I don't think others know a lot about it. And I think he was, yeah, couching the truth.
0: We don't have a timeline on 1997, do it? Was Gordon B Hinckley the prophet at that time in
2: 1997?
0: Yeah. And he has spoken to Time magazine. And when asked a question has said, I don't know. And I don't think that others
2: know. Yeah. But he says, we don't teach it. We teach it in this second discussion. And also here on the right hand side, we teach it in gospel principles lesson. And this, I know that gospel principles lesson, isn't a thing anymore, but the, gospel, the gospel's principle, the gospel principles manual is still on the church website. So this is taken today from the church website. Do you want to read it, Sister P.D.?
0: Those who receive exaltation in the celestial kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ will receive special blessings. The Lord has promised all things are theirs. There, are, These are some of the blessings given to exalted people. I'm just trying to decide if any of these were on my bucket list. They will live eternally in the presence of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, but not with their Heavenly Mother. Sorry. They will become gods. I think that's the one that you're going for there, PD. It's just, what, four words? They will become gods.
2: You know what I mean? Like, if we don't teach it, apparently, and, and President Hinckley didn't know much about it, but it's in the Gospel Principles Manual. It was quoted by prophets, seers, and revelators before him, but now it's weird to think that you're going to become a god. And, so
0: And it's open bracketed, insert scripture reference here, close bracket. So clearly the Gospel Principles Manual is not the only place, otherwise they wouldn't be open bracketing, close bracketing.
2: Well, funnily enough though, Doctrine and Covenants 132 is the polygamy um, <laughs> celestial marriage section, which to become a God in the top degree of the celestial kingdom, which we'll talk about in the next lesson, which is plan of salvation, um, you need to be polygamous, but we'll yeah, we'll leave that there for this evening.
0: And you said that um, I'm just going to read number three. Clearly, I cannot be obedient, PD. Uh, they will be united eternally with their righteous family members, and will be able to have eternal increase. But you said that that comes later. Is that in the third discussion?
2: Uh, yes, but um, I think, somebody else
0: wants to touch on it just now. I
2: think Sarah Elizabeth and uh, M asterix asterix. Was speaking or are speaking about eternal pregnancy Um, and that, yeah, the sisters will be eternally pregnant. Here you go, Sarah, Elizabeth, Sister PD, think we're meant to be pregnant for eternity. Or has that changed? I don't think that's changed.
0: I don't think that's changed because I don't think that there is any teaching. I grant you I'm not the most knowledgeable, but I'm not aware of any teaching um, that is telling us that our role has changed. Surely the role of the mother is to mother. Um, but I'd just like to say that after 37 or 38 degree heat in the UK this week, yep. my ankles felt like I was pregnant and I have not been pregnant for 10 years. So I do not want to think about eternal pregnancy.
2: No, cause forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And let's face it, if you're going to be pregnant forever, you're going to need to wear one of them temple tents forever. Yeah. you know that's, that's not on my wardrobe
2: list. What do you think the gestation period of a celestial baby is? If anyone knows, if there's a manual out there, let us know. Matthew Allen, we teach one thing to the news and one thing to the members milk before me. So true that they do that, but it would be, in my opinion, it would be more honest for him to have said, um, we we do have some teachings around that, and if you want to learn more, then you can come to church and we'll teach you more. And they teach it in order. You know, there are many other things he could have said other than, oh, I don't know. You know, um, no, I, I, I don't think we do teach that.
0: And just to clarify, PD, at your age of nineteen, with your companions, nobody ever asked you whether they would need to be eternally pregnant or not. No. And and I don't think you'd have had an answer to that at nineteen.
2: No. Okay. I think I went answer to a lot. Um, okay. Sorry. What did Doug Minston say there? Yeah, so, uh You got to squirt those babies out in record time in order to have hundreds of billions to populate a planet. Oh. John Larson just did one with Mormon stories a couple of months ago, where he tried to calculate all the time that it would take to do that, and basically, yeah, you, you, and hundreds and hundreds of your sister wives would have to be pregnant and giving birth every. 30 seconds or something like that to get it done in just a few million years
0: not for me thank you
2: no okay so president hinkley we'll see him again later principle one salvation from physical death we didn't get a glove (laughs) it says glove demo guys i forgot to get a glove we'll have to use my little mic cover when it comes to it
0: you can tell he was never a primary teacher
2: yeah forgot to get a glove everyone knows what i'm going to do with the glove anyway salvation from physical death just here in this first box becoming like heavenly father so if that is the whole point to become a god what are the obstacles in our way physical death and spiritual death simple as what gets us over that apparently resurrection or it's the atonement through resurrection and forgiveness so resurrection coming back to life and um, Jesus down in this box overcame physical death okay he overcame this obstacle for us his physical death came when he died on the cross and on the third day he rose again but what always used to get me was how does that work like how did him die in and just like coming back i know we we talk about breaking the bonds of death and things like that but was there a written rule somewhere before that said if anyone manages to come back from the dead then everyone could come back from the dead was it like a, a bet death saying i bet no one can do it and if no one can do it i win and no one can come back But if one person does it, then you can all come back. I lose the bet.
0: This is starting to sound like a video that I've seen on YouTube recently. PD. It
2: sounds like the upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's just, I just think I always seemed weird to me, and I'm glad no one ever asked the question. Why did Jesus coming back mean that we were all going to be resurrected? It's just assumed that that is what it means um and it says up here in this box all will be resurrected oh because jesus triumphed over physical death and was resurrected all of us will be resurrected but what did he triumph over i know it says physical death but it's it doesn't seem like it was much of a like difficult thing for a demigod to overcome physical death I don't know, my wheels are spinning the glove. We always used to teach with the glove, um, just in case people didn't realize what physical death and resurrection were that in this life, you've got your spirit in the glove and then when you die, you lose the glove and then you need the glove back when you're resurrected. Did you do that in primary In primary 101 primary 101? But it's just so weird. It's why why do if we're not telling them what we're doing in the next life why do we need a body
0: yeah i was just about to say to you i felt like it made a lot of sense back in primary but maybe that's because there's a lot of little faces looking back at you and they're not asking any of these questions so you know you're making all the movements with the hand with the glove and it makes complete sense but as you said we're not transferring that to in The next life why will we need a physical body what will we be doing with that physical body
2: yeah i mean if we just want to become like heavenly father could we not be like heavenly father and just not have all the physical ailments that come with the body and just be chilling as spirits but obviously we the the unsaid thing to the investigator is that we need a physical body in order to have all them spirit babies but then why do you need a physical body to pop out spirit babies surely you only need a physical body to pop out physical babies i don't know i'm confusing myself it's not hard principle two salvation from sin
0: i think the overall the overall thing is that you're supposed to read what's on that piece of paper young missionary
2: don't think about it
0: <laughs> everybody that is sat in the room is gonna nod and agree with you and we're gonna take a really simplistic approach. Um, You think way back when PD, I was thinking about this as you invited me onto the second show, that I, when being a TBM, didn't used to say that I didn't want to look into deep doctrine, but always felt that it was so simple and it just worked that it wasn't something I either had the time to do or felt the time to do Uh, you know felt like I needed to find the time to do but going through these discussion pamphlets with my having left the church eyes it just seems that everything that is written there in black and white is no longer black and white
2: no it's it's a it's a funny shade of brown like bs
0: whereas at the time you'd have never given it two thoughts would you everything that was written in there was correct and if somebody didn't understand it, then that was on them. It wouldn't have anything to do with what was written in that pamphlet.
2: Yeah. Right. Matthew Allen's just blown my mind. Oh, okay. Hold the front page. Matthew Allen. I don't know if any actual statement of the church or scripture saying women will be given birth to spirit children. It's assumed due to the requirement of a man and woman required for eternal life. Okay. The next bit is what did me in. For heaven's sake, Adam was made by two men.
0: (laughs) Matthew Allen, you have just made my evening (laughs) top (laughs) fan there. You've got to get some sort of sticker awarded.
2: Oh, stick a rainbow flag on him i don't know that heavenly mother was involved yeah (laughs) that's so true
0: pd could have sat here for hours and chunted at me and that was not going to have come up thank you matthew allen
2: (laughs) yes awesome salvation from (laughs) sorry you're throwing me salvation from sin so sin what is sin sister pd
0: um sin is the second obstacle is that the answer you were looking for no to becoming like our father in heaven
2: sin is acting against the will of god ah okay
0: have i been taught at this point as an investigator no what the will of god is
2: no this is your miracle of forgiveness moment where the missionaries teach you something that is supposed to tear you down to a sinful individual and then they're going to tell you how you can fix that they're going to give you a problem that you didn't know you had and then they're going to tell you how they can fix it for a price uh, yeah because that's what it that's what it's about if there wasn't sin and if you were never less than then there's no need for the church to make you more than
0: true and to absolve
2: true. you of that sin so this is where they do it they um are giving you the sin they're saying no unclean thing can dwell with God. Again, are we dwelling with God or are we being God? Because you've got to imagine that our heavenly father now as a God will continue to have eternally, you know, worlds and different things. So are we sticking with him or do we break off and go and uh, make our own universe?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's like the journey PD to be able to get to that door. You can't be unclean. What happens when we go through that door? We- we're-, we're not
2: sure. Yeah, well. Yes, um, they know what happens when you go through the door, though, because they have created the door and they've put a sign on the other side that says, go no further unless we said you can.
0: Well, I'm still concerned that I don't know what the will of God is yet. You know, I'm not saying that as me. I'm saying that as an investigator. You, you've you come into my life, you've come into my home to tell me that this thing, which is bad, which is a sin, is um, going against the will of God, but you haven't yet taught me what the will of God is.
2: Yeah, well, we don't know who God is either. Have you heard of the Adam-God theory?
0: So I've heard people discuss that when i say discuss just 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 bring it up and as i keep saying pd i'm sure you have me on this show to make you you look better
2: oh, i just think it's interesting
0: <laughs> you could run that by me again because i've heard of it but if you ask me to explain it to you there's no way i could do that
2: well we're not going to go through it now i just thought it was interesting to throw out there as it was being discussed in the chat um but the adam god theory was that uh god yes heavenly father uh, went into the body of adam yes and was adam in the garden of eden and the father physically of us all
0: yeah therefore being both our heavenly father and technically the start of all the spiritual fathering uh, sorry physical. the physical fathering
2: yeah it's much more complicated than that but um they they excommunicate people for speaking about it now so
0: doug vincent's just said there uh, put that one on
2: mormon kryptonite yes
0: thank you doug
2: doug benson adam god equals mormon kryptonite um joe rfm does the best lessons on adam god and if you look up rfm i'm sure he's done a podcast on it um that will be far more um yeah far better than what i can come up with
0: and that likely means that i might have heard it pd because anyone watching pd's interview with rfm will have heard pd say yeah we uh we listen to you as we are falling asleep of an evening
2: yeah <laughs> i think i said we listen to you to go to sleep <laughs> to his face
0: he does have live an awesome radio voice yeah so shout out
2: okay so uh we can see here this uh Sorry,
0: just put Sarah Elizabeth's comment on. That's really interesting.
2: Several got X in our stake in the 1980s for talking about Adam God. You know, I'd love to go to a bestimony meeting.
0: I feel like you'd love to go back to the 1980s, PD. With your knowledge that you've got now. Yeah. Rock up and say something.
2: Baby PD. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, infants on thrones and all that, out of the mouths of babes i could have started my own religion um so what was i talking about
0: you were going to go on to um, principle two and i pulled you back because of um sarah's comment about people getting x talking about adam god
2: yeah so um down here at the bottom oh you can see justice is an unchanging law in preach my gospel when they've switched from in this salvation for sin section they've become a whole lot more kind of litigious about it and they've it's very clear the way that they've um, bought out the scales of justice and they've got justice on one side um with mercy and the other side is like sin and that everything's got to be balanced and that yeah it's a very much like a courtroom situation and with a religion led by um, lawyers and yeah accountants and judges. It's no surprise that they've gone with that that law kind of thing. But for me, who is justice? It goes on about justice must be satisfied, but who is justice? Like in the gra- like in the temple or wherever. Where is justice? Where does she? come in and demand that these things be done. I don't get it. Okay. But, um, this young lady on TikTok is going to explain to us. Um, yeah. About justice. About, well, just about the Mormon kind of grace and Jesus, uh, thing. I saw this and found it really interesting. Let's have a listen.
1: So in this video I'm going to share with you the impossible contradiction that made me start questioning in Mormonism. And I like to think in images, so I have my trusty marker board here. We have this line here, this is our natural fallen state, and this line up here is where we need to be to get into heaven. Now everyone knows that we will never make it by our own efforts alone. Everybody has a different level of effort, but we we all fall short but this is where Jesus and the atonement comes in and he fills in that gap to save you the rest of the way and in Christianity this is called grace or the atonement of Jesus but in Mormonism you do not qualify for the grace of Jesus if you fall short of doing all you can do and there is no way to know How large this all-you-can-do gap is? Because it's different for every person. Maybe this person wasn't capable of doing that much. Will Jesus step in and fill the gap if you didn't do all you can do? In Mormonism, the answer is no. He won't fill in the gap if you didn't do all you can do. So what this means is that you are always questioning. Where is that line? Did I do enough? Can anyone really do everything that they can do so they achieve the perfect all-you-can-do where Jesus can step in and take over the rest? Because of this, the church is so based on behavior and works and what you need to do to follow the rules more closely that you will constantly keep yourself guessing. Am I here? Am I here? Am I here? How much more do I need to do to get to here? so that Jesus can save me with his grace, because I've done all that I can do. Hopefully you can see that this is an impossible contradiction. In Mormonism, focusing in on your behavior and works is the number one thing that they teach every single week, week after week, what you need to be doing better to be doing all you can do so that they can be saved by jesus and if you can just repent at the end of your life and call on jesus to fill in that gap why do we even need to bother focusing so hard on all of the works it's either one or the other jesus saves you or you are saved by doing all you can do you can't have it both ways there is an invisible line that nobody knows where it ends. This just keeps you in a frustration of perfectionism, feeling not good enough and wondering if you're even going to make it.
2: So I think they should show that to all investigators or something along those lines so they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Um, I don't know if I agree totally with, um, you know, I'm not a Christian anymore, so. The whole grace thing but i think the point that she makes about the invisible line that you need to attain and that we live in this constant um yeah just just wanting to do more worrying about doing our ministering or worrying about have we helped as many people as we can rather than just being good and keeping the commandments the church brings along whole list of requirements and activities that we can be going about and busying ourselves with doing busy work to do all you can do.
0: To be honest, I'd never actually thought about it until you just showed me that video. And this is the first time that I'm seeing that video, but I think it is a good analogy. And um, I hope you don't mind me saying PD, but it does make me think about yourself and being so close to you for so many years, and I'm sure you're not alone in the church. She talked about that line. How does an individual know when they have done all that they can do? That lady has just said there that you don't know.
2: JC has told us when we know.
0: Uh, When you get
2: the second anointing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. They know. Well, prior to a second anointing, what i was trying to say is i do think that that is part of um you know what can happen to people because they themselves don't know where that point is will they go to a point too far where they break themselves um and kind of in relation to a pd story that that's probably all i'll say and and just leave that there but perhaps there is a point of people going too far to their own detriment
2: yeah it's it's religious ocd that they give you that are you doing enough are you have you fulfilled everything that the lord needs you to fulfill today you know it's like the the hymn to remind you have i done any good in the world today
0: i just keep thinking of the you know you can't you can't pour from an empty cup i think um sorry to take over the channel slightly pd but you know speaking as a once-was-Mormon Relief Society sister. I think the sisters do a lot. I know that priesthood members do a lot with all of the responsibilities that they have. Um, I don't know if this is a time to say to you, you know, you're aware we previously lived in a very small ward in the UK where I can recall Sundays uh, being three hours long and I can recall writing in my journal about... I had a talk in sacrament Day, so I had to prepare that for Sunday. I then had to teach in the Sunday school time because one of our teachers wasn't there this Sunday. And then I was doing the singing time and the sharing time this week because we were so small in numbers. You know, does doing your best mean doing it all? And when you're doing it all, how have you got time to look after yourself?
2: You've not and and they don't think about that paul toscano the legend the man here in the chat uh, many of the ideas expressed here are not scriptural even if they are sadly widely taught and believed totally agree with you paul um and you know that's that's what it's what they've given us it's what they've made us so i don't think a lot of things in mormonism are very scriptural um Because a lot of prophets seers, and revelators have said a lot of random things over the years, and here's one now.
0: Can I just, not that I wish to give you a musical item, but it did actually bring one of the hymns oh, to my mind. Wait,
2: everyone, she's going to sing.
0: She's not going to sing, but now I'm going to have to do it without singing. <laughs> You've you proper put me on the spot. On. It makes me think of the hymn words. Have I done any good in the world today? And then they're about to use the F word PD. Have I done any good in the world today? If not, I have failed indeed. Now thinking about ourselves, thinking about individuals, thinking about people who suffer with mental health, have I done any good in the world today? Do you know what? You might not have done, but if you survived today, then massive shout out to you. You don't have to have done any good that day and you certainly didn't fail and you didn't fail yourself if all you did that day was survive. True. But that's just the words of Sister PD. So let's hear from a prophet.
2: Yes, let's hear from a prophet. Sarah Elizabeth, promoted to prophet. Mormon theology and scripture accuracy (laughs) are very different. Very true. Okay, let's get back to the presentation. Principle three, faith in Jesus Christ because that's what we need. And remember, this discussion may have been given to someone who didn't know anything about Jesus Christ or didn't know anything um, about just Christianity at all. They may be learning about God for the first time, okay? And as I was reading this, trying to put myself in that situation or in that mindset here in this first section, and remember, these discussions were given verbatim. So what we read here in these boxes that I've put up are parts that were memorized by myself as a missionary and others and given verbatim so the first principle of gospel is faith in the lord jesus christ to have faith in christ means to firmly believe that he is the son of god and the savior of the world now a question as someone maybe without a grounding how can someone be the son of god and something that i learned before my mission was told was uh, anti-mormon lies but something that they wouldn't talk about now um, was brigham young and other brethren who spoke about this matter as to how jesus christ was the son of god and we'll touch on it briefly mormonism live last week i think uh did the whole whole section on um how jesus was the son of god go back and take a listen they were fantastic and go into this in much more depth but this quote from Brigham Young do you want to read that sister PD?
1: Sure.
0: When the Virgin Mary conceived the child Jesus the father had begotten him in his own likeness he was not begotten by the Holy Ghost and who is the father he is the first of the human family and when he Christ took a tabernacle it was begotten by his father in heaven after the same manner as the tabernacles of cain abel and the rest of the sons and daughters of adam and eve jesus our elder brother was begotten in the flesh by the same character that was in the garden of eden and who is our father in heaven
2: now that same character in the garden of eden there i guess uh goes back to the adam god theory but um the fact that he states that um jesus was
0: not begotten by the holy ghost
2: no so i guess a lot of christianity and a lot of people at church will say that the the virgin mary was moved upon by the spirit um and that the holy ghost she was quickened by the spirit, and Jesus was put into her womb. Um, But obviously, Brigham Young has different ideas and teaches here that Jesus ended up in Mary's womb the same way that our kids ended up in yours, and the same way that Cain and Abel ended up in Eve's. Um, And that was through the physical act of getting it on.
0: I I have to say that until your shelf became- um, Weakened. Wobbly, whatever W word you want to use, I really don't think I'd ever given this any consideration at all, but certainly listening to um you know some of the mom and podcasters that we've touched on it really is a subject that if you allow your mind to open and think about it 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 just fills me with I don't know I, I struggle on this one pd
2: yeah but well, it's imagine say that to your TBM mum that heavenly father had physical intercourse with mary in order to conceive jesus
0: yeah I'd, I'd rather you don't say that because i just keep conjuring up um a jeff warren image in my mind warren <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> oh, sorry see it's not working out well for me either
2: Yeah, matt allen again poor mary she didn't have um consent to become a mother she was told not asked which yeah.
0: sounds incredibly like some of the women on that documentary um, of keep sweet
2: what you can see you can see where they get that from with teachings from previous prophets like brigham young um giving that so yeah um again here in this top corner top right corner we've got an excerpt from today's preach my gospel we recognize that we can return to live with our heavenly father only by relying on his son's grace so his son um when we have faith in Jesus Christ. It speaks about his atonement, but it just speaks there about returning to live with our Heavenly Father and doesn't go for becoming like our Heavenly Father anymore. We just return to live with him now.
0: And it talks about we trust him. Uh, sorry, go back, PD. We trust him. And what he says. Am I being really dim, you know, in terms of so far to an investigator in the two discussions have we had a lot of what jesus says or or is it just effectively i'm a 19 year old missionary and i trust what jesus says and therefore if i trust him you should trust him
2: no absolutely it's it's basically these missionaries are set up um to sit in front of investigators as an authority on the subject true but when your kind of scriptural knowledge and your knowledge of the subject extends just to these booklets or to a preach my gospel manual and your seminary and primary experience we're not really authorities on the topic yeah we're puppets and yeah, sound boxes. We just say that what they've told us to say.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like stop, play, rewind, play it again, pause. We'll have to come back to you on that one. Yeah.